This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody, and welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, I'm here with my only friends. And today is real fucking special because my boy Matthew Hunt, he's doing it, baby. Hey, you got you got it right. Nice job. You get you worked it in there twice. What I do? The correct pronunciation is special. I'm proud of you, man. We'll I did. Make it strides. We'll I said it right. Strides. Let's go. Let's go, yes! baby. Team is on fire this week. Guys, Conrad's improving the vocab. Matt Hunt's about to win the four million. We're rolling, baby. <laughs> he did drop an f bomb too, like in the very first. 15 seconds or he something. You know, like, something wow. you know something I just realized? I do that often. That's, That's also why we have the five-minute countdown, so that we don't get uh, pegged. Like, if you swear in the first, like, 30 seconds, they'll demonetize you. But if you have a five-minute countdown ahead of time, you didn't swear. Oh, that's so genius. Ah, that's big brain over here. That's so genius, because you know I, I can't help myself. Yeah, you're unhinged. I can't keep going back. I know how it works. I'm not trying. I'm trying to build in buffers, not... Uh, <laughs> Not hold you down, you know? I appreciate that, Bert. <laughs> oh, man, sorry. Uh, so there's a little bit of construction going on in the background. They're tearing down some tables. They're building a secondary stage. It looks like they're going to have a third feature table up and running today for the final. What are they down to? 53? 52. 52. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Eight-handed event. So my quick math tells me that's uh, roughly seven tables, I believe. So about half of them will be on feature. We might get a little Matt Hunt. TV time up there. Yeah, I think he got like an hour of uh, of live stream play so far, and no one knows who he is, man. He's flying under the radar. Not one picture taken of him. Not one hand history written. He's just a ghost in this thing. With those shades. Yeah. He came in yeah. hard he, with those shades. He comes in hot. As, hey, listen, he has a he has a freshly new tattoo. He's a new man. All That's right? Flame the Terminator. What? I'm sorry. What? Flame yeah. the Terminator. You're not good at nicknames. <laughs> You're just. You know, it's not... It, stick to your shtick. Like, make acronyms for things. That's kind of your thing, you know? I want to ask you guys about something that I found out, like, midway through the day yesterday. I'm scared. And I'm curious from, from a, you know, poker players who have enough money to buy into things here and there, 25Ks. So, Sammy Calipuro, who, by the way, a lot of the media did not know who he was. I was like, am I, is this dating me? Or what's... Like, Sammy Calipuro is a pretty famous poker player, right? I, I only know him via uh, Henry. I have zero idea who he is, and I look at all of I didn't know prior to yesterday. Okay, okay. So he's a pretty, I thought, well-known high stakes. Kind of a big deal. PLO player. Uh, oh, I think he's Finnish. I would think your yeah, Norwegian he's, heritage he's Finnish, would yeah. have uh, made you guys basically brothers. That's true. We're almost close. Uh, but he was gone for maybe four or five hours of the day, and nobody knew where he was, and eventually someone discovered that he had had uh, food poisoning and, you know, had just decided to blind off. And, you know, some people responded... There's nothing that would keep me from at least attempting to try to play a 25K with pay jumps, et cetera, in the spot that we were in. And I was like, well, you know, he's got, like, money. Maybe. Is there a spot where you guys ever blind off well, in a 25K that deep? Not to be crass, but uh, food poisoning comes in many forms. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. There's not options sometimes. Right, like, if you're vomiting... You know, it's it's not great, but like we can figure this out. Perhaps there are mm -hmm. garbage cans, or, 
But if you're squirting, mm-hmm. I'm not playing this event. <laughs> I'm not going to shit myself in public. I'm sorry. All right, so I'm just not day four of the main. Is it day three or day four of the main? My first main two years ago. Um, I'm in my chair and I go like this. And some lady walks by me, and you know I'm friendly with everybody, all the dealers and everybody, so I thought, I had headphones in, so I thought she was just like saying, hey, whatever, whatever, so I laugh as she walks away, and like, everybody at my table just starts staring at me, and I'm like, take off my headphones, I'm like, what's the issue, what's going on, they're like, she went to go get security, and I was just like, what? So she comes back, and now she's got Charlie, everybody knows Charlie, Yeah. okay? Mafia Char- Charlie. Charlie doesn't know Charlie's me, right? Bulldog. Charlie is the bulldog. He's he's getting soft, by the way. Um, I told him that the other day. Um, so <laughs> Charlie Bulldog comes on over and he's like, "Can you please step away from the table with me?" I'm like, "No, what did I do?" He's like, "Can you please step away from the table with me?" I'm like, "All right, sure, whatever." So we walk out over to the, the hallway, kind of, and he's like, "Were you vaping in this room?" Uh, well, at first, the lady also comes and she's like. He smells like a bunch of marijuana. And I'm like, she's like, he's like, were you vaping in this This is room? the biggest Karen you've ever met in poker. Like, there's a poker Karen, too. So I was like, you know, I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I was not vaping in the room right at this moment. And she's like, well, have you ever vaped in this room? I was like, well, this wasn't right now. So what does it matter? So we get into an argument back and forth. And I'm just livid because I did nothing at this moment. And, you know, when I do something, I'd be like, okay, I did it. I'm sorry, whatever, move on. But I did nothing. So I was extremely upset. So I decided to take an hour and a half extended break before dinner. And I just walked away and went to go hang out in the RV. On day four of the main. Yes. And you went and vaped in the RV, obviously. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so livid that I was just like, there's no point in me being in my Meanwhile, chair. Meanwhile, I'm on the feature table with Chance. And like every third hand, he's... Like waiting for the camera to cut to the main feature and just like takes a step off stage and just like vaping in his hand. I was so livid because I, I just see him. He's like on the side table and he's just, There's like, just a cloud of mist above him at all times. And I'm just on the table in front of everyone. Like on a feature with the cameras rolling and everything. And I'm doing nothing. Well, you're black in public. That's a problem. It's a rough life out here, man. You're Norwegian. That's why in Bar- I mean, in Bahamas, you know, I'm, I'm accepted. You know, they don't they don't yell at me around here. You know? True. They actually give me head nods and shit. I feel <laughs> so. I, I feel kind of bad. Uh, I, I don't think that anything's gonna happen from this. But I came home yesterday, and there's this guy uh, outside, like our Airbnb yard. Okay. And he has. What I would estimate to be like a 15 to 20 foot fashioned metal pole. And he's just stabbing a coconut tree. I saw this in guy. our front yard. And I'm like, well, that's, that's weird lawn care. But okay. <laughs> you know, whatever. I don't think too much of it. And as I pull into the, to the driveway, he's like, he's like, my man, my man, my man, you like coconut water? I'm like, no, I don't want any fucking coconut water, man. Wait. Get out of here. Like, th- these are my coconuts. Like, if I want any coconut water, I'd climb the tree. <laughs> I was like, I don't want any coconut water. I have no, no money, money, no, no dollars. dollars. <laughs> Everything plastic. Leave me alone. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 I don't want any money. I don't want any money. I'm just trying to feed my family. Can I go in your backyard and get those coconuts? And I'm like, what? And he points to this coconut tree that we have in our backyard and it has like a hundred coconuts on it. I'm just like, 
Go. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Go ahead. <laughs> Hurry up, please. What a hustler. He's going to take those coconuts out and find someone with some dollars. Yeah, and I like, give him a wink and nod. I'll be like, I'll leave the gate unlocked. <laughs> I don't live here. I leave here Friday. If you want to come back Saturday, <laughs> gate's unlocked. It's all yours, man. It's it's crazy. How much do you think he sells each coconut for? I don't A dollar? No way. They're on the beach like hustling those things. They're definitely like $10 a piece. Maybe. Yeah. I, I wonder... I don't know enough about coconuts. Like, I thought they had to be ripe enough to fall before they were, you know, truly edible. No. He was, like, taking You can the green totally ones. go up there and get them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't go up there and but get them, but then do, like, <laughs> do, do, they, do they, like, ripen off the branch? Like, they, they can't just instantly be ripe because a coconut has formed, you know? I don't know that the, the, the milk... You can, I think you can eat the, have the milk even if they're not ripe, per right. se. I might What's be the wrong? difference between coconut milk and coconut juice? I don't think coconut juice Or coconut is a thing. water, sorry. Coconut water. <laughs> coconut water, my apologies. I think they're the same thing. I think they're not, but I don't know. But coconut, no, wait, I know. think coconut milk is like a construct of you know, like a can. Like it's, it's like, like it's some sugar of the, it's some and of something the meat. else. Maybe it's like some of the meat yeah. that's like pressed and squeezed. Yeah, yeah. I don't and it's know. good. It's good. Yeah, coconuts are great. Yeah. They're absolutely delicious. And good for you. Welcome to the Bahamas. Nutritious and delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we have a big event going on. I don't know if anybody knows, but we are on. We're about to hit day four of the PSPC main event, Poker Stars Player Championship. Four million dollars up top, and we got a little pony in the race, baby. Matt Hunt, the man, the myth, the legend, the the white flame, as we like to refer to him. Yeah. Did you not right. just know? No, you are bad at There's no way you get to call him the White Flame all, after I just called him the Flame Terminator and you said no. First of all, we've been calling him this since he got second in the bracelet back in 2018. It wasn't the White Flame, it was just Flame. No, Nick Howard called him the White Flame. So like that's this. what we're going with because White Flames burn hotter, Conrad. That's why. Okay. <laughs> no, you but understand? he terminates people's lives. Stop. He's the Terminator. Oh my God, you're the worst. Flame the Terminator. Uh, Chat, let us know. <laughs> Thank you, Guapa. Can we get Conrad like off the show? <laughs> the shades to have real Terminator vibes. Don't encourage this, Sarah. <laughs> he is a nightmare to work the with. The problem is, Berkey's just always wrong in these type of situations, so I just need like buffers around like the chat, Sarah, Guapo, like all these people that are around me. I thank you guys so the much. The problem is, the, the real problem is, everybody loves the village idiot. <laughs> That's, That's the, the real problem. problem. Boom, roasted. <laughs> wow. I mean, listen, man. So you just because you're always wrong, you're and, like, you just want to like, use different you're the ways. Pied Piper. <laughs> listen, man, you can shape this with however your, you with want. Your fiddle. <laughs> you can shape it however Sarah, you did want. Did you know man. the fiddle is, in fact, a wind instrument? I'm familiar, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, can, I can play the fiddle for you. It's a wind instrument. Do, 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 this is the, this fourth is the time. fiddle. This is the fiddle. Yeah, this is the fiddle. This is the fourth time he's played the fiddle this week. We are out of material, ladies and gentlemen. We're just done. It's over. Cut. Wrap. Uh, so 25k, four million up top. 53 people remain. Uh, we're going to be joined by Hunt later on to talk a little bit about uh, his run. So I won't put too much emphasis on him. But there are a lot of names still left in this field. Chip leader is. Peter Kalev from Bulgaria, who I'm not familiar with, but he's chip leading, you know, just the biggest event in the world right now. So uh, I imagine he's going to do a little bit of work. Only 84 big blinds. So for as amazing as this structure is, and we can talk a little bit about this when Hunt gets here, they had a torturous bubble. Uh, Dan Smith tweeted something yesterday that was just max copium. 
which is it's, <laughs> it's always it's always a little relieving when you bust near the money in an event and then the bubble takes an eternity to break <laughs> and i just replied like that's, that's max copium but i busted right around the same time you did so i'm here for it because <laughs> i get it like we busted four and a half hours before the bubble broke and it was like 30 out of the money which seems really close um so that seems to have done a lot of work on the structure itself and i think that this event uh much like the win uh what i i want to call it I, the WPT Championship. I wanted to call it the millions, but it was like, you know, the, the win 30 millions or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, it's such a major event with such a massive prize pool that I don't think the structure ever catches up. Like, people just continue to play slow. We're like in the main event because of the two-hour levels. Mm -hmm. Eventually, like, the structure will just slow back down because, you know, you have 15 blinds. People don't realize how much time you actually have in the main and... They see all of these chips around them. The chip leader just like tends to have 100, 150 blinds the whole way throughout. I can see a world where we make this final table and the chip leader has like 65 bigs. Um, and that's, that's neither a, a criticism nor a congratulations. It's just an observation, but it means that it's anybody's game. So when we look at the top 10, uh, some other notable names, uh, Dylan DeStefano, AKA Wagons, a young man from Vegas, well not, he lives in Vegas now. I think he's from the East Coast somewhere. He's definitely from the East Coast. Uh, he's third in chips. Dominic Nietzsche is fourth in chips. Uh, Mr. Mr. DTO himself out there putting it to work. Our one and only Matt Hunt, seventh in chips. And uh, my, my indirect nemesis, Tommy Nguyen, is 10th in chips. Oh, that's the guy that you folded to. That's the guy I folded a full house to the wow. last time I was you here. You literally haven't folded a full house like your whole life until that no. one hit. No, yeah, that was what? Is, what is it? Uh, what is it? Debo's theorem or something like that? Debo, the only not Debo. Uh, whatever. The there's only an old Debo two plus I know two. is from next Friday. Yeah, yeah Friday. <laughs> there, there's an old two plus two uh, thread. I can't remember what the actual title of it is, but it's just like never fold a full house mm. or people don't fold full houses. I folded a full house. Uh, it was the last time I was here for PCA main event 2019. I guess was the last time it ran. Yeah, with like 45 left. Tommy got me to fold nines full on ace, ace, nine. I was sick. In a single wrist spot. I had 2% of you. I was so sick. I ended up getting 14th. Did he show? You go to one. Do you know? Uh, Did you ask well, him? We were on the TV table. He had queen, ten of spades. Yeah. It was ace, ace, nine, two spades. Turn, king. So I check, raise, flop. I, I defend a big blind. Check, raise, flop. Turn was a king. Uh, I don't love that card. I checked. He bet. I called. River was the jack of spades. I checked. And he like all but put me all in. I'm just like, well, I mean... He has to have a full house. This would be insane to do with a flush. Were you familiar with him in no. any other? Mm. Not at all. Uh, but he is your nemesis now, so. Well, <laughs> I say that very like lovingly. Like I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. I have actually no competitive spirit against him. That's the only time we've played, and I ended up like going really deep in the event anyway. I was chip leader like four orbits later. I'm but. shocked how stacked the field is. I, every time I'm walking around the room, I'm just like. You're shocked? It's crazy. It's I mean, $25,000 buy. Okay, but, yeah. but there was 400 and some changed people who were not. And yeah, yeah and, of course, and, like the cream rises to the top. <laughs> I get the it. cream rises. I get it. But it, I, maybe it's just from the coverage from the last four days. There are people I didn't even realize were in the tournament that are now, like almost everyone in here is. Really, it's going to be really Fedor, fun Fedor's still in there. Uh, he was top 10 in chips most of the day. Yeah. Kind of took a big hit towards the end. Bagged 800K. Chance is still in the field. 
Jeremy Osmus. Yeah. Osmus is just the best. These these are guys that this is like nut crunching time, and these are the guys who do work. Like guys like Jeremy, Chance, Fedor. Like when they are still around with five tables. It's a concern. Yeah. Daniel Devoris. Devoris is That's who, I didn't yeah. even know he was here. And then I was like, what? Daniel Devoris is in? He's kind of incognito right now. He's like fully masked up. Yeah, that's uh, I saw pictures of him yesterday and I, I would never been able to pick him out of a crowd. Anna Marquez. Yeah. She was like, oh, maybe we can go to the pool when I bust this tournament. And here we are, day four. Sam Wait. Grafton, quiet, being quiet. I think also. Anna Marquez is out. Really? I thought she was. If she is, it's... Uh, Poker news is full. <laughs> wow. Wow, we're going to throw shade like that. Uh, we're we're going to be joined now by a very special guest. I think he's coming in somewhere in the top 20 in chips. Uh, he's, you know, trying to replicate what he did way back in 2003, start another moneymaker effect. We're joined by Chris Moneymaker coming in hot. Actually, why don't you come here, Chris? Let's make a sandwich out of you. They told me to come here. Yeah, and then I told I you to come here. Actually, I have something on my contract. I need you to. <laughs> we want to make a little sandwich out of you. He's a little bit too much of a hyper individual for myself. Chris, congrats on day four, man. Uh, you're really out there doing work. We're proud of you. Well, thank you. Um, it was fun. It, good tournament, obviously. Yeah. All right, now I can hear you. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, um, no, it was fun. I, you know, had a tough table on day four or day whatever day I busted. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to get a cash. Oh, you died. died. Yeah. I thought he, he died. Passed. No, I knew, I knew he died. I was, yeah. I was running the long con. He wasn't playing along. It's not fun. Oh, <laughs> he did you dirty. Now listen, I just woke up like, literally an hour ago at, at the big best. So I'm not really like in there yet. So yeah. all right, this is perfect. That means that you are no up rapid for fire questions. None of this stuff. Uh -uh. I told Sarah, I was like, I don't really know Chris all that well outside of like some email exchange, but he's really snarky. So I'm probably just going to end up roasting him. Listen, I'm the most genuine, nice person you'll ever. I totally agree. <laughs> what the hell? Conrad, you don't They're know me that well either. Exclusive. I mean, I'm getting if Sarah laughed at me, but. But you know what I said? I was like, I feel like Chris is the type of guy we can just like we have a good rapport. We can just talk shit, and he's gonna talk shit back. And we're just having a great time. A good what? A good rapport. Oh, nice. You got it's it. A, it's a big word. I'm, I'm yeah, getting you there. You know, I'm, if, if you need me to teach you the English language, I'm here for you, Matt Berkey. Like literally, you know what? After this, I'll give you a 30 minute lesson. I appreciate one thousand dollars. And I, I get that. that. Oh, never mind. Two thousand for you. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask for the lesson, then you, then you quoted the price, and I have to go back. I think Babel's cheaper. You can send me ACR. It's fine. You can. <laughs> oh, you want to? I thought. Oh, good. I don't have to pay you. That's good. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys can just play the rat hole PLO table. What's that? You guys can just play the rat hole PLO tables. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, how has that uh, whole endeavor been treating you so far? I'm loving it. It's been a fantastic uh, adventure. You know, obviously I was with Poker Stars for 17 years, which was incredible. Um, but I'm really happy to be with America's Card Room. But I can't do my water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> do they teach you anything at Poker Stars? Do they give you media training? There's this guy that used to work with me by the name Eric, and he did not do his job very well, obviously. <laughs> is, that, is that Eric right there? Yeah, that's Eric. Okay, I'm just right making over sure. There. I'm just making sure. Yeah, he, he did not do his job very Finger appropriately pointing. because, Unreal. well, they didn't really give us water back then. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a new thing I got here. No, but uh, ACR has been fantastic. Uh, we're making a lot of changes, doing a lot of good things. Um, really happy working with the company. Um, 
can't say enough good things about what, him. What's it's it like being? What's it like being back to your first PCA where you're not a stars rep? It, honestly, it, it kind of feels just like you know I belong here, and you know they were all super friendly. I mean, seeing a bunch of old faces, a bunch of old friends. Um, they they still took care of me. They they busted my chops pretty good, but I expected that. Of course. Um, but yeah, I mean it. The, the biggest obviously change is being in this new venue. Um, you know, not being at the Atlantis, but um, everything else was just like being kind of you know a homecoming. Uh, seeing all the old faces, like I said, and yeah. you miss the water slides, don't you? What's that? You miss the water slides. I haven't even done them yet. Come, Come on, on, man! I, I got my daughter and her friend. We're going to the water slides after this. You've been coming here awesome. for seventeen but, years. No, I do the water slides all the time. I haven't done oh, them this year. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, you miss them from Atlanta. I, I do. And they went to the Atlantis yesterday. I was going to take them over there to, again today, but. They decided they want to stay here. What and am I, actually, I missing? Huh? There's like an amazing water slide that I've n I can only see it. Like Sarah, I've never I can see it from far. It's a it's giant. It's right here. They don't let you out of the out of here to go do it. No, I got to be here working. I put Sarah, it in the work. But there are sharks. Okay. At, at Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right like, that's fair. Yeah. But I'm like, why would you ever leave this place? It's there's like slides and lazy rivers and beaches and things. The beach is really nice here. I haven't been to the beach yet. I, I passed all this up to come. Do this stuff with you for whatever reason. I have uh, huge. huge. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, terrible error in judgment. Love of the game. Terrible error in judgment. I'm learning that really quickly. <laughs> like, and it's like, okay, I could be on the beach doing slides, having fun with my daughter, or I could be here with you clowns. Well, <laughs> what we saved you from We're was falling you. asleep on said beach, sure. getting sunburnt, and probably buried up to your neck by your daughter. Well, the good thing is, at least I would look like I was at the Bahamas for a week That's instead true. of like looking like I do now. That, that is true. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more days still. You're here till Saturday, I assume. I'll leave tomorrow. Oh, okay, me too. <laughs> Unfortunate. We got to get a little sun before we get out of here. Yeah, Great. you definitely need some. Sun. I know. Yeah. I mean, this—it's not okay. cutting. Well, I'm not. I'm not exactly over here like uh, baking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fair Norwegian skin, you know? Yeah, exactly. Brought it easily. <laughs> But you did make the money yesterday, right? You made it through this like four-hour bubble. It was only three, and I watched an entire movie during the bubble. Uh, <laughs> like literally, the the bubble like they started pa pausing and stuff. Like, all right, this is ridiculous. I had uh, lost a big hand um, right on the bubble. I got unfortunate with Ace King versus Set on an ice high board, and thank God the guy didn't bust me. Uh, but it left me pretty short, so there really wasn't a whole lot I could do. I had 110,000 on the bubble, so I just. Open up my iPad and watch the movie, and I literally watched the entire movie on the bubble. That's, That's a pro move right there. That's, That's a bad. pro move. You like get short. You're you're sitting there with like ten big blinds, and you just look around the table, and you put the iPad out. You're just like, That's enjoy, boys. Point. I'm stalling from now on. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even have to stall because like we're already hand for hand. So yeah. I was like, you know, listen. I looked at my first card, and I'll be honest, if it wasn't a king or bet king or an ace, I was like, All right, move on to the next one. Let's yeah. go. You know. Nice. Um, Did you find that stalling was an overall issue? Not too bad. Um, you know, my table's pretty quick. Um, and full of pros, still. There are some pros who are still down to keep the game going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, there wasn't any shaming at our table, but people were like, it's on you. I'm like, yeah, we know. And like, there was, it was some small stalling. I did stall for my first time ever that I can remember um, when there was 244 people up. Because there was an extra five thousand jump, I was down to forty-five thousand in chips, and there was a five thousand dollar bump, and I was on the button with a hand that I was going to play a jack queen, and uh, I knew I was going to get called, so I waited till the two forty-three number popped up on the screen to get the extra five k if I were to bust. Super sharp. You, you yeah. need one forty-three, correct? 
143. <laughs> I remember a time that you stalled. It was a pretty epic one, actually. That, that was not stalling. In the main event with uh, Johnny Chan and Howard Letterer. <laughs> that was not stalling. These <laughs> guys. <laughs> okay, first of all, it's happened twice to me in the main event. That one, and then there's another one on dinner break where I'm playing with uh, Primordial Ace Ace, and uh, he's in the tank for so long. And finally, I say to him, you know, I don't really call the clock, but like you've been in the tank for like five minutes. He goes, "Oh, I checked five minutes ago." <laughs> I'm like, and this was caught on camera during the, you know, as we're going on dinner break because they thought we were all in this like super tank mode. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hot. And, Everyone's uh, just waiting like, for the other guy to ask. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that amazing. is so great. How polite like, by him to not say anything to you? <laughs> we were both being super polite. Now, but he didn't check. It, it was an angle, I think. So. Oh. Uh, but anyways, no. We were trying to. I guess we were trying to both be super polite because uh, okay. I didn't say anything for the longest time. I'm like, listen, man. I, you know, I don't call the clock on people. It's like I respect that it's a big decision. We have a lot of money in the pot, but like, it's been a long time. I'm that's too, incredible. Yeah, you know, you're keeping me from eating. That. <laughs> Do you have like a t like a go-to kind of time limit where you're like, all right, there's like it's time to like five minutes. The decision should have been made by now, or it's so situational. Uh, it's situational. I mean, if if a guy's abusing it, like you know, there'll be obviously there are people that are known bankers, and if you know they're doing it, then I'll wait literally thirty seconds to be like clock. And but I mean, again, I don't really ever call the clock. I'm gonna respect someone's time to make the, uh, a good decision because. You know, everybody tells me poker's hard. I don't really think it is, but everybody says it's hard. So, um, some people want to think. Um, you know, they give me all those time bank things for like the uh, mystery bounty the other day. I'm like, I don't need these. I don't think long enough to like. Uh, use I thought them. they were drink coasters. <laughs> damn right, that's what they were. That's what, I thought. <laughs> what about you guys? Like, you're bored a lot of the time in live poker, anyways. So funny enough, I never call the clock on anybody until this trip because I will never not call the clock on somebody that's like shows me that they're a serial tanker or just like like just always deep in thought like i'm just gonna call clock on people like i waited i don't know i played i told i complained about it like nine times already but we played like 13 hands in uh maybe an hour hour and a half the other day and i lost it after like a seven minute tank so, well, I, so it's I, not I about the length clock of the tank it's about the amount of times that someone is in a spot where they're tanking yes okay that, that that's what it is more for me because like sometimes you know you have one-off situations where you just like you, go, you start thinking you just have to think and like that's fine but when it comes around every single time no 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 <laughs> we're calling clock for now on like this well, see, I've never played with Berkey before, but he looks like a tanker to me. I don't think he, he tanks, takes forever. He always he, like tries to do these things, like he's like tries to like he's you know, thinking. connect dots it, it's and not shit. Not really fair. He's thinking. I don't, that's not I don't really know fair what they're talking about. I'm probably one of the <laughs> fastest players. I'm just saying you look like <laughs> oh, a yeah, thinker. That's fair. So, it's the, that sweater. The best it's Berkey the sweater, sure. sweater does actually make. We'll it get back to the sweater, but the best Berkey story is they're on the bubble, like the 10k LAPC or something like that. And <laughs> Berkey has piles or whatever. No, I don't. Oh, oh I'm sorry, you were short. I had 22 blinds. We're literally three out of the money at LAPC main event. Dennis Blyden's at my table yeah. and is like chip leading and folding nothing. Uh, but also just like not trying to abuse the bubble. He's like limping a bunch. And uh, I just see it as a really good spot. Like, I think he's terrible and I'm just going to try to win chips off of him. Christian is one table over for me has the same stack and is like getting dealt a hand and then walking a lap around the room before coming back and folding like his whole table was agreed to tank to get into the money and i'm sitting here like 
turbo mucking, trying to get my next hand in. Dennis Blyman busts me literally on the stone bubble. And then goes up to Christian and goes, yeah, I busted your buddy on the bubble. I'm just going to give you a 1% free roll and then wins it. <laughs> And so this asshole's tanking to make the money, gets a one percent free roll from the guy who wins it for an additional ten thousand. I'm hitting the rail two out of the money because I was playing fast. How often when you're when you Big go brain. deep into the tank, do you think you make a decision that's different than sort of your initial gut reaction? And is it usually right when you think for that? Think long, long think wrong. It's always wrong. I, I mean, people it's say this, wrong. and I'm wondering: do you is that has it been your experience? No, I would, I would say it's like. 50-50. I, I don't think that there's any discernible difference. There have been plenty of times where, like, I've sussed something out uh, or, or, like, some variable has changed throughout the course of, of the tank. And then there's plenty of others where it's just like, you know this is a fold, you know this is a fold, you know this is a fold, I call. Yeah. Anytime it's, it's over like, 30 seconds for me, it's wrong. Like, if I hit, like, 30 seconds to a minute, I should say a minute. If it's over a minute, I'm just wrong. Like, if I make the call in between that minute time, probably, like, 60-40. I don't ever think of what... Of Spent over a minute on a decision. Um, the only thing I do, I, I look for certain things after about 20 seconds, and that generally helps my decisions. And if it's big spots, I, I knock on wood, and usually make the right decision. Um, I had a guy yesterday, we were playing the cash game, and I called him with like in like one second, and he was like, oh, no, I'm beaten. I'm like, oh, no, you're good. <laughs> He's like, you called so fast. I'm like, well, I know what I was going to do. Like, why am I going to waste your time? Like, yeah. You know, I could sit here and like, act or whatever but like i know what i'm gonna do so let's go yep. yeah um but Next that hand. saves my so when i do have to wait 30 seconds to to get good information um but yeah generally i if i if i take my time i i, I feel like i make the right decision most times you and conrad played together in the main a couple years ago is that right oh yeah I you guys the life. same feature table yeah i owned them no we have we've never played <laughs> i don't think we've ever played I don't, I don't, I mean, honestly i don't remember um you don't remember the 10 was it 10-5 deuce turn? Oh man, I forgot it now. Yeah, so he forgot it. Like, but all I know is I had ace-10, you had fours. Uh, let's try to make a hand up here. Let's see. <laughs> what, what sounds good? Um, okay, yeah, I had ten, ace-10 ten and like, no, I had ace-king and I like bluffed him off and Chris, that sounds really cool. Chris, Chris, I think you left the table after. <laughs> what, was it break? I think you had to exit <laughs> the table, my friend. It was, it was break? <laughs> I mean, like, I yeah, we all leave on breaks. <laughs> I mean, your break just—it was a little extended. All right, guys. You know, listen. Poker players lie for a living. I don't know. What, you know, I don't understand why. You know, Conrad would be doing this. Here, and, here's the real issue: is that when you're Chris Moneymaker, everybody remembers the the hand that they played against you, the the time that they busted you, whatever the case may be. No one remembers busting Conrad. You know, they they just send him to the rail. I honestly don't remember ever playing with Conrad. Like I was gonna say, I've never played with either one of you guys. Um, you know, it's definitely not, you know, Conrad. This is what happens when you put on a poster, guys. You just forget. <laughs> you, you forget people. Forget all the little people. Listen, I don't forget all the little people, just some of the ones that like to poke fun at me and think that they're funny, but, like, wake me up in the morning. We, we can agree on this. He is definitely not funny. No! <laughs> not at all. No, I think that's why he laughs at himself and hopes that it will be contagious enough that others will catch on. I do like his laugh. I, I do laugh at his laugh. So. Guys, guys, See, so guys, works. guys, I am fucking hilarious. I just want to let you guys both know that. Uh -huh. And, um... For poker, you might be funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, you're poker funny. I'm, that's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm not trying to be a comedian. You know, I'm just me. Well, if we have played together, um, if it wasn't memorable enough, you might want to have a backup career. I don't know. Check the tape. Don't worry. 
So when I'll send you the video. <laughs> when you were making the decision to uh, to move over to ACR, was there a time frame or, or was there like a period of consideration where once leaving Stars, you were kind of just like, ah, maybe this is my way out. Like maybe it's time to move on from poker, from move on from the money maker, boom, and and kind of like look at the the next chapter in your life. No, I mean honestly, that wasn't really it at all. So um, obviously, we were going through a, during that time we were going through a pandemic. Um, we had to stay at home. We couldn't travel. I couldn't play Poker Stars from where I lived. Um, and America's Card Room was the only choice I had to play on. So I started playing on America's Card Room during the pandemic. And uh, I ended up final tabling the Venom, which is their big tournament. And when you final table that, the CEO calls you and congratulates you and, you know, wishes you well. Well, Bill called me up and, you know, he's a little, he almost sounds like Conrad on the other line. He's like giggling. <laughs> <laughs> is this who I think it is? Um, I'm like, yeah, it, it's me. How you doing? Nice to meet you. Um, he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a big fan. <laughs> this is Bill Nagy, by the way. So we'll quote this. He's like, I'm a really big fan. And he's like in the office telling people, I'm on the phone with Chris Moneymaker. Um, so, this is the guy who's you know, signing the checks now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we have a good conversation. And, uh, you know, I, I'm like, you know, I'm not really, you know, supposed to be playing on acr but like with extenuated circumstances um I, th I think it's okay but like don't like out my screen name or whatever you know i signed up as myself but it was a you know a hidden screen name that wasn't you know money 800 or whatever and you know he's like no you have nothing to worry about we don't tell people's identities if you don't you know he was really cool about it um but that started the conversation that was in august of uh during the, the pandemic, we we're in lockdown or whatever. Sorry, 2018. Yeah, 2018. And <laughs> 2020. Uh, I was like, did you was just it? make that up? Yes. Yes. That, it that just ran with it, didn't I? Yeah. It was 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just ran right with it. Listen, I don't, I don't know timelines, but whatever. Yeah, me neither. Um, so uh, we started a conversation from there, and uh, he's like, you know, what would it take for you to like leave stars? I'm like, uh, I mean, honestly, I'm real happy with Stars. I don't think I would I would leave. Um, you know, I've been with her for 17 years, and uh, you know, whatever, it's good. He's like, well, you know, we can negotiate. Just give me a number. Yes. So those are the kind of conversations yeah, we're like, trying well, to have. All right. Well, I'll give you a number. So I made up a real like bad number, like a high number, and he just goes, okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean, okay? He put the Man. Yeah. bag on the table. Yeah, he, did. he goes, okay. And I was like. Ship it to Nagy, let's go. Well, and my, it just so happened that my contract with Poker Stars was coming up in December for renewal. Um, and I had been filming in London prior to um, COVID, this whole new promotion they were coming out with. It was like hands with the moneymaker. And I had been like in the, in the studio repeating over and over, D, 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 A, A. Wow, you know, just <laughs> hours and hours of repeating the same words over and over so they could put it into this animated graphic of my head, which would scare me. I saw it. <laughs> um, so they had this huge promotion planned, which really stinks because they forgot to actually sign me to the deal going forward. Um, so it was kind of funny with the, you know, Poker Stars, you know, generally how it had worked for 17 years, I would get a call from, you know, someone and say, hey, we were going to renew. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's go. And that, that was our negotiation. Um, well, it came up this time. It's like, yeah, we're going to renew. I'm like, well, we got to talk about that. I think I'm going to be leaving. And they're like, 
oh, well, what do you mean you're going to be leaving? It's like, yeah, it kind of struck a deal. I was like, well, you know, what? How can we dis- discuss? You know, what what we can do to keep you? I'm like, yeah, I, there's there's no really discussing what you know. I'm, I've already made the deal, and uh, it, the deal's kind of done. And you know, honestly, Poker Stars was really cool. They're like, yeah, you know, we appre- you know appreciate all you've done, and they were super appreciative and super respectful and uh, really supportive. Um, you know, I couldn't say anything nicer about how they handled it. And um, again, yeah, that's why I have. I so wonder many what they would say. What's that? <laughs> What's that? I wonder what they would say about how you handled it. Let's go. Let's we, get them out. We of need here. to get the other side of this story. Hey. You know, I didn't. They would say the. <laughs> wow. wow. My, my contract was up. They didn't have me under contract after December, and uh, so you know, it's just it just it was weird timing. It was like it all kind of just happened for a weird reason, and uh, you know, I, I ended up uh, I stayed away. I had a non compete for uh, I think it was two months. So I announced in February um, the next year that I was going with. Um, America's Card Room, and it's been rainbows and butterflies ever since. That's so. dope. So that's not your only um, new thing going on. You have a poker room now as well. I do. What? I have a, a poker room in Paducah, Kentucky, which you'd have to Google it because no one knows where it is. Um, <laughs> Paducah. Yeah, Paducah. It's on the west side of Kentucky. It's a smaller poker room. Um, it was designed to basically see if i could run a poker room without uh being there okay um you know you know doug polk and all these guys have poker rooms but they're there all the time yeah. and it's easy, obviously easier to run a business when you're on location i don't have the ability to be on location all the time so i wanted to see if i could open one up and run it remotely mm-hmm. uh hopefully to set up for future <laughs> rooms and uh so far so good i'm uh working on my second location right now oh, and so- then I'm working on a new poker tour that's going to be coming out eventually, I hope, um, if we could ever get everything in motion. I'm hiring different people to try to come in and uh, take some of the pressure off me doing all my work so I don't have to do anything. Awesome. Because I'm not really good at you know anything other than trying to play poker. So I'm telling Just jokes, showing up. Telling bad jokes. Yeah. yeah, I'm here with you. I know all yeah. about this life. Yeah. That's right. I've seen, <laughs> I've heard. How um, complicated is it to open and run a poker room remotely well i did it so it can't be hard i'm sorry i'm sorry you're old news hi matt hunt nice to meet you what is it because he's wearing a sulfur white shirt is no that, it's because he's partly he's still alive with 52 left matt hunt <laughs> <laughs> means a lot coming from a legend like yourself it's it's the british invasion now he's gonna create the next boom that's true uh, hey let's go there's not enough wait, of us. No. there's only 60 million of us like there's only so many people who wait no T- that's I, a lot of poker players. Uh, yeah maybe listen if the brits tank i want you to get second well, I, I think brits are i think brits are pretty good about playing fast no i think so too it's I, the germans oh my god you know what i'm saying moneymaker like oh, it's the germans you, uh, in your era, you didn't have to deal with the Germans. We're out here fighting World yeah, War Four, like, Three. I, World I, don't, War I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> play We're on the tanking wars now. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, we're, we've been talking about tanking. I don't play enough poker to like really worry about the tanking. To be honest, I. Um, what a lot of people don't know is I play probably five events a year. What, do you, what are you spending the majority of your time doing? Uh, 
Well, well let me ask this question twofold. Like, what are you spending the majority of your time doing in general? Matt Hunt's here, by the way. Let's talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get you out of here. I know Chris you want to get to the beach. Than me. We're going to send you the slides, but you have to just yeah. finish it up. <laughs> uh, what do you spend the majority of your time doing, period? And then, like, as far as, like, play goes, is it more online or live these days? Um, honestly, I'm a glorified taxi. Um, I, got, I got three kids. As being a dad does. Yeah, I got three kids. Um, and that's the other thing during COVID. So, like, one of the decisions that, uh, again, to uh, join America's Card Room is Poker Stars at that time wanted me to spend half my time up in Pennsylvania where uh, poker's regulated mm. um, and half my time at home. Pittsburgh's where beautiful this time of year. What's that? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is beautiful this time of year. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it sounds like so great. It was like minus 30 right now. Um, <laughs> So, and obviously with America's Card Room, like they gave me the ability to stay at home. And I don't want to travel. I've traveled for so long. I missed a lot of my kids growing up. I got my daughter here um, with me now. And uh, I've missed a lot of them growing up because I was on the road quite a bit. I used to play a lot of Poker Stars events. Um, so now I basically get to stay at home. I play online a lot more. I play the rat hole and I play the tournaments on, on ACR. Um, and then again, I just, I run kids from point A to point B, whether it be soccer practice, school, um, you know, they're always doing something. My oldest is old enough to drive, so at least I got out of that one. My second one's about to start driving. It's nice uh, when you can train a chauffeur. <laughs> really, uh, listen, her driving was the best thing that ever happened to our family because yeah. I can just tell her, go, go to the store, go get my, you know, go get your brother. It, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah you can really fun. leverage the car privilege too. It's just like you dangle the keys. It's like, you want these? <laughs> Daddy needs dinner. <laughs> and they always say yes. They want, to drive. they want to drive. So like what's the alternative? Not driving? You know, it's it's just it. Yep. They they she's all oh, she's over there laughing. She's always said yes. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it is nice having one that drives and um I'm again the second one's gonna be driving. So me and my wife are actually gonna be I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm actually gonna have to start playing poker again. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're not far from being an empty nester, you know? Five hey, years. My maybe? youngest is eleven. Okay, so seven years? Yeah. Well, I mean... They move out at like 25. Now. I was about to say, <laughs> what generation are you Do they from? really move out at 18? Well, here's the thing. Uh, if, if they're interested in poker at all, they can just move out at 18 and probably find their way into my office yep. and or house. It's true. And I'll raise them for the next 10 years. No, no, Let's no. go. All right. Yeah. I'm He's, getting your address as we leave here. He's Taylor, lying. you're moving out, baby. He's lying. Next 30 years. You I, have, I can't wait for Landon to get his driver's license. <laughs> Poor Landon. Poor Landon. Nobody feels bad for Landon right now. Well, what's going on? What, 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 uh, he, he lost his voice. He lost his voice? He's like laryngitis. He probably just didn't want to come on the show. I think so. I, I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm losing my voice right now, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you, better get... you got to play uh, here soon, Matt. you got to lo lose your voice so you can go prep. And be yeah, I know, right? Actually, you, you kind of look like you follow the Chris Moneymaker Regiment of Training for Poker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You're not out there meditating at 3 a.m., are you? Not at 3 a.m. Every now and again, but not at 3 a.m., that's for sure. Chris, Chris, me and you, man. It's me and you, all right? These guys, they might do some, like, meditates. They think about other things. It, what are you pointing at? I just want you to see the picture. <laughs> Why? That is the Chris Moneymaker Regiment. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, that what? is that is peak male performance, whether you like it or not. <laughs> And he's still in there, making the money, you know, just hey, look, killing it. Look, look, look at this. This is a money maker. <laughs> <laughs> Live with it. Amen. That's my boy.
Um, thank you so much, by the way, for coming, Chris. Uh, I really appreciate you. I know you had many important things to do, and your daughter's like looking really salty already uh, <laughs> at us. And I, you saved me, though. I was really wanting to get you on the show, and I appreciate you coming. So wait, you weren't going to they weren't going to allow you to be on the show. No, they were like she didn't bring a guest, like she can't come on the show anymore. And I was desperately searching. Nobody was going to be a friend, and I appreciate you. To be you know? fair, she had to beg us to let you on, but. Yeah, I mean, we had a moment. Well, first of all, I got on because Eric owes me. Um, Eric was the one that actually took that picture. Mm. So he is permanently indebted to me. It would uh, seem that way. Because that was horrible. He took the picture and somehow gave it to, you know, when I was at PokerStar, stop putting the picture up. <laughs> Sproggy was like my mortal enemy at PokerStars. Like yeah. he just did anything to get under my skin. I've got two of them at ACR. I got uh, Rob Kuhn and John Pardee. They both, whatever they can do to like get under my skin, they do. And Rob decided to go out there and post that on social media and got a lot of traction for that. <laughs> it's a great picture. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic picture. <laughs> it captures me out in the wild, for sure. All jokes aside, uh, I really do appreciate you doing yeah. this. Uh, you know, you whether you realize it or not, you're an inspiration to so many of us. We grew up watching 2003 main event. Uh, <laughs> look, man, I was in a dorm room in college thinking I could beat 50 cent a dollar. Like, you absolutely sparked what is this massive uh, booming industry right now. So I think that we all owe you uh, a debt of gratitude. And here's the hoping that 15 minutes of flame, uh, fame doesn't flame out anytime soon. You know, you're, you're, you're just, yeah. yeah, you're just really riding it. We're here for it. Listen, I've been on this on this ride for 20 years. It's been a long 15 minutes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You've had the longest 15 minutes. I have the, the longest 15 minutes. I, I, I like to think it's my good looks and my charming personality, but um, you know. honestly, I literally think it's your last name. <laughs> Well, I know it's not my poker skill, so I had to go with something. Um, yeah, but it's probably just my last name. Uh, if nothing else confirms that we're living in a sim, the fact that a guy whose last name is Moneymaker wins the main event on TV is like, what more can you ask for? Chris, you want to adopt me? Conrad Moneymaker, I can like be a star. I think you're older than me. Fuck. <laughs> you, you have the comedy down, so you, you'll be all right. Uh, okay, I'll it's crushing. It out. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Matt because he looks like he's ready to roll and he's ready to get some. How many chips do you have, Matt? Two million and seventy-five thousand. Stop bragging. Right. <laughs> so many. Good Chris, luck to you today, sir. Thank you. A, appreciate I, it. I do want to hear the secret, though. I want to hear the regimen you go through. I mean, because again, like we we both look like we're in peak physical performance. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I'm, I'm doing something wrong because I'm out and you're in. So <laughs> let us know. You really did fly under the radar yesterday, though. I saw you, and you know, I think somehow you managed to avoid like too much coverage not mm -hmm. too many people know that you're out there a cold-blooded killer <laughs> and but since we had the conversation yesterday about you checking your tables looking people yeah. up first i was like well other people must not be doing this or maybe you know i i don't know um i i got a few good spots and, and here we are i guess so uh I, I don't know if i have an explanation beyond that but I'm, I'm glad to be here congratulations on your final table hunt well, you called, you called my, uh, you said I was going to bag Chipley. Listen, man. And you were six spots off. I bagged seventh. So. Yeah, you know, I'm not always perfect in life, but yeah. you know, I'm usually pretty close. Also, Landon continues <laughs> to be the swap god. He is the swap Swapping god. with Landon is the key. That's, Hunt. I swapped wow. 2% with Landon. Hunt. And I this kid lose. is so insufferable. Last night, he, he staggers out of his room after napping for, I don't know, 
a day and a half mm -hmm. and he comes up to me and i tell him that you're still in he's like you know like let's go whatever and then he starts sweating the chip counts right yeah like one through 15 and he goes let's play a game and i'm like don't want to play a game <laughs> and he goes no no let's play a game and he starts going through the top 15 chip counts telling me the people that he has 75 percent degree confidence that he could have swapped with had he asked oh he's like God. i'm pretty sure he would have swapped with me and he would have swapped with me and he would have swapped i'm like i don't this care. game sucks this is a terrible you didn't even actually swap like this is a potential swap maybe game this is the worst sweat ever yeah. this is a bad game like we have one person in that's the only person whose chip count i care about sure. i don't care about the missed opportunity of swaps that you had whenever this guy could still make you 80k like let's let's focus here i think the poker community needs to come together and give landon a 90 day no swap Wow. Ooh. 90 days, no swap. Nobody Bad in the book community. It, it might be like his exit. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be it. <laughs> He's gone. He disappears from poker forever. Just kill Landon's career. <laughs> just lost three months worth of revenue. <laughs> Who, what do you do? Who's on your table today? I have Chance and I have Daniel DeVoris. Oh, good. I have, Yay. Yeah, some tough players. Um, a couple of Brazilians and <laughs> a couple of short stacks. There's still, there's like, probably like, 20% of the field left is Brazilians. There's a lot of Brazilians here. Really? Well, I, I don't know 20%, but like there's at least probably five or six of them. I played with two or three of them over the course of yesterday. Yeah, I played with a couple on day two and day three as well. Uh, very solid, but they, they didn't have a ton of chips. So. I, I think I read that the total field, Pogo News published the numbers for which nationality had which you know, number of players. I think yeah. there was 43 Brazilians out of the 1,014 players. Yeah, that's pretty sick. And pretty like, there's multiple of them left with 52 left. So it's, yeah, they're, they're a strong country these days, poker-wise. It is a strong is country. It... I was asked to leave, sorry. I'm gonna take off. <laughs> <laughs> is Chris, it clear it how many of them bought in Thanks. or how many won passes? See you, go. At, least, at least one of them's a platinum pass winner. Uh -huh. Thank you, Chris. At least one of them's a platinum pass winner because I played with him yesterday. Nope, not your fault. Um, <laughs> you know, Chris, don't walk in front of the cameras to the side. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, the majority of the ones that are left are pros. Like, the, there are guys that I played with yesterday who, like, either I, I recognize their name or, like, I looked them up and it's like, this guy's definitely a pro or just they... They just play like pros, you know, you can just kind of tell. So I think there's just a lot of good Brazilian pros out there these days. Did you get into some tough spots yesterday? I want to hear about some tough spots against some tough players. Yeah, um, actually, I got the, probably the two most eventful hands that I played were against, uh, I think his name is Bruno Volkman. He's Brazilian. He was to my direct left for like half the day, and he put me in two tough bluff catching spots, and thankfully I just had the best hand both times. But he, yeah, he did some stuff that I wasn't expecting and um, put me in some uncomfortable spots. But thankfully, so far this tournament, you know, every time I call the river, they don't have it. So it's... Uh, Pretty easy when it goes that way. It's a pretty good feeling. I saw you put a tweet out. Was I think it was yesterday where you called off your tournament life with? Yeah, that was on day two with with oh, second okay. pair. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was like I I had queen jack and I flopped top pair on jack three four, the big blind check raised and then just blasted off on jack three four ace six. I think it was mm. like no no complete flush draw or anything like that. And I called and he just had like king deuce. Ooh, it feels like a pretty comfortable call. Yeah, on the I jack mean, three four. I it, mean, it's like, like it felt. It felt like it because it was just. It was a line where, like, I mean, once I see that he has king deuce, like my suspicion that he was going to over bluff in that line is probably very accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a way overboard bluff candidate for yeah. that line. So, yeah, yeah. like, I didn't take that long to call, but it was like one of those moments where, 
like he shoves a river and I'm like, okay, I probably have to call here. Like I, I, I sort of felt like, okay, I know I'm, I'm probably going to end up calling here. Yeah. But it was one of those times where like, I could have taken another couple of minutes to like make peace with the fact that I might right. bust this tournament. Yeah, yeah. But after a minute, I was like, I'm going to end up calling here. What the fuck am I waiting for? So I just called after like 20 seconds and he just flips over King Deuce and I was just very happy. Yeah. I like to, uh, I don't know if it's worth anything, but in spots where like I'm 100% positive I'm putting chips in, mm -hmm. I like to take a beat just to try to uh, take in like any physical things I can notice. Yeah, I did give him a look down, but he was one of those Eastern European guys who's very stoic. So yeah, it's not its not even that you're necessarily going to see anything. It's yeah. just a matter of like, you know you're about to get perfect mm -hmm. information. So if you can tie it to anything that oh, like you I happen see what you to mean. observe. Yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. Um, I mean, that makes sense. I, I try to like pay some sort of attention to mannerisms or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. baselining people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I've been trying to like remember to do that, but it's still one of those things where I having not played live as long as someone like you, like it's still not quite ingrained in me to like yeah. be constantly on the lookout for that stuff. So it's a good reminder. It's also one of those things where like uh, at the end of the day, if it's not even necessarily a benefit, right? Like if you if you can't trust what you saw anyway, mm -hmm. which to be fair, we're pretty bad at this <laughs> as far as like, you know, trying to uh, figure out like what is actually consistent mm -hmm. versus bias. Uh, it, it, I, I've probably... I've probably helped myself a lot throughout my career, but there's definitely been times where I think that uh, I've interjected something I saw where it actually wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. And especially in those bluff catching spots, like it can be, it can be very easy to like, not be able to find where the line is of where some kind of bias is creeping in versus where you're actually looking at information that is reliable and using it to help you. Because you're always going to wait, like, wait your decision on, like, what you kind of really want to do. Yeah, in the back like, of exactly. Your head. Like, exactly. It's like, like, you're always, there's always going to be some part of you that either wants to call or wants to fold. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. The battle is, is like, negotiating, like, trying to find the logic that leads you to a decision that makes sense and not just the decision that you want to do mm -hmm. you know and the ability to be in a spot where you really want to call but you recognize that you shouldn't or vice versa like that's a really really important skill absolutely i spoke to fedor yesterday and he was explaining his sort of thought process in calling a hand where he had two pair but on the bubble and mm -hmm. for a large amount of his stack and he was saying <clears throat> you know i was thinking about in the very uh, pre-flop that he had taken a little bit more time than I would have normally than he was normally taking for his decision so I had to factor that in and in my mind I was just thinking every single there's eight people every time that are having a pre-flop decision and that you're remembering when we're on the river exactly how much time someone will, I mean I'm we're, just like we're very astute. are you really doing this like every hand on the bubble even I was like you're I think a that robot way. you're I, amazing I think that way as well but it's not that you it's not that you think about it the whole way through the hand it's that you noticed it when it happened yeah and then whenever you arrive at this at this final decision point, you think back to that and say like, "Oh, remember when he took a little bit extra time? That changes his range. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like it weights him to some portion of his range. And mm -hmm. the second that happens, it's like, oh, that weighted portion isn't helpful here. Right. And I think it's also like you sort of build up a skill of pattern recognition with people's behaviors in that a lot of the time, if nothing stands out, like your brain is just you're going to continue thinking about something else. But then if some action occurs where suddenly someone does take longer or they act quicker or they put their chips in in a different way it, it disturbs the normal it just pattern. like there's a little alarm bell that just kind of rings in your head and you just note that because that's part of it breaks the sequence of actions that you're accustomed to seeing you know yeah i think that's can i ask yeah. you guys a really random question that i always want to know does it feel better to get 
like just a really gross bluff through or does it feel better to make a sick hero call sick hero call not even close yeah i think i think that's true i i uh because you get to show it and every and you get all the accolades the bluff yeah. is just relief yeah yeah mm. the, the, the bluff like... is yeah it, it's it's exactly right it's like there's tension because you don't want them to call and then when they <laughs> don't call you you just you know everything settles down again and there's no there's no moment where it's like a confrontation of people have to show hands and get to show that you have the best hand you know what i mean so yep. i think uh, yeah i think here let's say it's better. like on the feature table on the stream like you know everyone's gonna know that you totally just dominated someone else well let's ask berkey because i've never successfully bluffed on a feature table so <laughs> <laughs> today is the day i was looking at three bet queen five the other day and didn't get it through so let's ask berkey it uh yeah there there is a little bit extra pride i guess attached to it um but i think I think again, like the calls are still just worth more because if you fold incorrectly, like it work, it works basically in in the inverse, right? So uh, when I'm playing on a feature table, I try not to think about the fact that everybody's going to get to see the hands and that it's going to slant me one way or the other because you know at this point I've just reached acceptance and I don't care what people think, yeah. or at least I mostly don't care. But uh, when I first started playing feature tables, I refused to be bluffed and. The problem with that is people bluff less on feature tables. So like I just paid a lot <laughs> with like really close spots. And the reason is, is because of what you're saying. Like it seems like it's going to be more embarrassing if you make an incorrect fold mm -hmm. in a spot that's like really close where when nobody's watching, uh, I do things like when nobody's watching that in real time, I can actually say like this is quantifiably bad, but uh i'm i'm being pulled to this decision for one reason or another and i just have to kind of trust that i'm being led that way because though it may be bad it's only like marginally bad like i'm passing on a zero ev spot mm -hmm. or or something along those lines but something is just like there's alarm bells going off on me saying that like i should just do this and it looks ridiculous mm -hmm. uh there was a hand that i played against justin young and bob bright on um high stakes well not high stakes poker, poker after dark on uh poker go and it went bob bright open under the gun I, I, I either three bet or flatted with jacks. I, I don't recall. And then Justin either three bet or cold called with queens. Uh, but I think it went Bob opened. I flatted with jacks. Justin squeezed with queens. Bob called. And then I back four bet mm -hmm. with two jacks. And Justin tanked for a long time. We were very deep and just decided, you know, like I was trapping Bob and he was right. I was. <laughs> and he folded. Mm -hmm. and uh i think like that hand would just i, I could never just I, I could never fold queens on a live stream in that spot never even if i thought it was absolutely perfectly correct mm -hmm. i just couldn't <laughs> because it's like this is just so bad and everybody's gonna see that it's so bad uh i can't i can't justify to myself of of trusting my gut to this degree mm -hmm. because like if berkey shows up with ace five suited here i'm going to jump off a bridge <laughs> it's also why live streams are so fun yeah, because there's sure. this added element of just like bravado or something that creates right. really interesting poker spots well because you're putting your well. skill on display right right and like it's difficult to uh to really show or showcase uh your understanding of the meta so like when he's right in that spot uh, he doesn't get enough kudos because it's just like well, this everyone guy, can see the cards. Yeah, well, we all would have done it too. And also, it's like, well, you were just an idiot and got lucky, kind of thing. But when he's wrong, it's just absolutely roasted. Yeah. And I've I've probably been on both sides of it where it's just like, uh, eventually, like Justin doesn't give a shit. 
and more power to him for it. And eventually, like, if you're good enough and play on live stream long enough, like, Garrett is amazing at this. Just, like, folding the second nuts routinely, correctly, right? But he's built up enough of a track record where whenever he gets it wrong a few times, nobody's really going to flame him for it. Mm -hmm. You know what's really depressing? It's when you make that hero call and the other person decides to, like, just take their hand face down and throw it in the muck. It's like, no, 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 you flip that over because I have king high and I want to show you. <laughs> I, had a, I had a spot yesterday where it's, this has not happened to me before and it was weirdly like annoying because it just made no sense for the guy to do this. So this guy, I had a spot where I was just after the bubble, guy opens just to like min raise. I think he's a wreck. Um, a short stack shoves for like 10 bigs. I have ace queen and I have like 19 bigs and I reshove over the top and the guy, announces fold he says i fold but i have headphones on and so i say did you say fold and, and like he doesn't mark his cards and i say i'm like confirming that he folded because i don't want to show my hand if he like if if i've misread the action and he was like yeah i fold but i want to see your hand and i was like you're gonna see my hand anyway like I, so i just flipped over my hand i had ace queen off and then he like had ace queen of diamonds and was folding it, but for some bizarre reason, decided to like keep hold of his cards <laughs> and not put them in the mark, allowing the dealer to deal the hand until after I had shown my hand. But I wouldn't show my hand until I confirmed that he was folding. Right. So I was like, I just, I was so baffled. Like, why are you waiting to see my hand when you're not even in the hand? Like, you literally, anymore. yeah, don't you're worry like, about you've it. You've already folded. And it was just the most confusing thing. And the guy was like being like mildly confrontational about it. And then he like shows the ace queen to show me that I have less outs. And I'm like, well, what's, what's going on? Here? Very strange, very less strange outs, situation. Less outs, but more balls. Yeah. <laughs> and I won anyway. So. Queen on the flop. <laughs> I just made a flush. So, oh, nice you know. life. Yeah, it was good. Oh, so it's a shame he folded. Yeah. yeah. It sucks that he well, folded. Well, he would have he he lost, but yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was like, oh, I saved money. And I was like still just confused about why he was just doing all this bullshit with his cards. Because this is what live guys do, man. We're all about results. It's results-oriented thinking, you Yeah, know? I, I, I never understand why people have this weird etiquette about showing cards. It's like, as soon as as soon as you know that you're going to have to show your cards, just show your cards. Like, people who do this dance or Listen have a funeral for their hand or whatever, I'm like, just get on with it. You know, you know like, the things like this, this is what make live, like, makes live poker amazing. It's like the people that, you know, have funerals for the hands mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It just makes it good. What he's really saying is they're losing in the field. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Piles. Yeah. I mean, I know that's true. Thank you, Berkey. Did you, so you, you know, we spoke yesterday about you, you look people up, you make sure mm -hmm. you kind of know what's going on, get a gauge. Did you, it, it was long, yesterday was long, but did you spend time, do players like yourself spend time on dinner, after play, reviewing some of um, I was trying to read the poker news updates, um, especially while we were on the bubble because hand for hand took forever and I just had nothing to do other than that. So I was trying to like read the updates and keep up to date with like who's left in, who's got chips, like trying to read hands where I could. Um, but you're not like watching the stream while you're playing. No, I, I, um, I didn't want to like try to complicate things like that, like trying to focus on two things at once, you know, like I'll, I'll either listen to music without lyrics or I'll just have my headphones on noise cancelling mode. So I'll just like, it'll just be quiet. Um, I don't like to like have any kind of other stimulus while I'm playing unless it's a tournament that, unless it's like just sort of a minor event that I'm like in danger of getting a bit bored. Like, like if I'm, I was playing some of the satellites earlier this week and I was like listening to podcasts and stuff like that, but like, 
that's the stuff where if you're just short the whole time, you don't really need to focus like super hard. So were, were you listening to the Only Friends podcast? Uh, actually, I've been listening to that before we start every morning. See, but you you see? Know, I've been listening to the podcast I listened to lately. I've been listening to the actually we mentioned it the other day, uh, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Oh the yeah, cast yeah. of the cast of that have a yeah. podcast. I've been listening to that lately. This but. is happening more and more with sitcoms. I think it's genius. They, uh, they get their own podcast. Yeah, there's yeah. like a Boy Meets World podcast. No uh, way. I think there's a um, a oh, is there a Friends podcast? I can't remember, but I know like more of them are spinning yeah. off into. I know the two siblings from The Sopranos have their own uh, yes, podcast yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Um, yeah, so I, I I don't tend to, tr like, distract myself too much. Um, but, but, like, let's say play tonight. Let's say we play a short day today, mm -hmm. and you've got a lot of time in the night. Are you going to go over the three feature tables before the um, final table I'm tomorrow? I'm going to try, but I'm also going to prioritize, like, making sure that I rest up and that I'm prepared for tomorrow, because playing my best tomorrow, if I make it, is going to make much more of a difference than any little piece of information I might find. Um, and then, like, yesterday on dinner, I, I actually, because I, I have an Airbnb that's like a 15-minute walk from here, I actually walked back, took a shower. Like, I, I had to do laundry because I was like, shit, if, I, if I'm still here on Friday, I don't have any clothes. <laughs> so I was, like, doing laundry on dinner break and stuff like that and walked back over here. But um, that was actually kind of nice because it gave me a chance to, like, refresh and, and um, be a, have a bit more energy for the last few hours, you know. So I, I try to keep up with that stuff where I can but I'm always going to prioritize like how am I actually feeling am I feeling like I can play my best and I'm not going to compromise how I'm feeling for the sake of a little bit of extra info about well opponents. if it's any consolation you're not going to have a short day today uh you guys are playing I, to the final table yeah I don't I didn't think we were going to have a short <laughs> it's, day it's going to yeah. be a marathon but what's your situation look like how many big lines do we have uh like 52 53 Ooh, nice. something like that okay. yeah we've got 2.075 yeah 52 because it's we're coming back to 20k 40k awesome so, yeah, so we're, we're, we're in good shape. Um, I have the biggest stack at my table. There's a couple of other stacks in the 1.6, 1.7 area, um, but there's also multiple um, 20 big blinds in below. Uh, mm. I think Chance has like 20 bigs. I think there's someone with like five bigs, and then there's someone with 13, I think, something like that. So a pretty decent mix of stacks, but I'm the biggest stack at my table, which is, which is nice. And uh, we dodged Fedor's table, which is also nice. Um, you know, I... I I think he's probably the the best player left in the field. It doesn't matter. You're going to put him on a poster. I'm, Wanted. Oh. Missing. Yeah. <laughs> Missing poster. Uh, Have you played with Chance before? Uh, very briefly. Like once at a win event like a few months back. Um, just for literally like 20 minutes. Um, I'm pretty confident he doesn't know me. Uh, we have a few friends in common, but I don't think he knows anything about me so um I but he could be dangerous with 20 big blinds for sure oh i know yeah chance is someone i'm definitely watching out for Everybody. i think it's interesting to say fader's like you're pretty confident that fader is the best player left there's so many awesome players it's interesting yeah. to hear like what why i'm not saying you're wrong but what makes you think I, that? I think it's just a question of him having the most experience out of anybody in really high pressure spots like he's been at all these big final tables where like we're playing for four million like he's made scores bigger than that i think and he's played buy-ins bigger than this and other guys have too like chance probably has daniel devoris i'm sure has and everything but fedor just has the combination of obviously being an elite level player but also having enough experience that you can be pretty sure that there's nothing that could happen in the late stages of this event that might cause him to be off his game in some way and i think that makes someone obviously very tough to play against, especially when a lot of the field is going to be in a position where they've never played for 
four million at a final table well, or something before. Well, and these ICM moments are huge in today exactly. and tomorrow. Yeah, and he yeah knows there's exactly. going to be some some big spots coming up for everybody. So I think Fedor's just stands the best chance of not being affected if he gets into like a, a tough spot and things like that. But thankfully, he only has like 24 big blinds. So exactly. you know, fingers crossed, he just loses a flip early on and uh, we don't have to worry about him. The, uh, the, the bubble seems to have had a pretty major impact on the structure. The chip leader only has 86 bigs right now for mm -hmm. a pretty well-structured event. That's, yeah. that's not all that deep. Do you expect that uh, there's going to be a bit of a consolidation phase taking place now and we're going to see people spring up the, the leaderboard? Or do you think that the play is going to kind of slow to a crawl? I would and... think so. The, the way I tend to look at it is, is a tournament's supposed to last a certain length of time. And if there's, if there's a, like a condensing at any point, where it goes really slowly, like if there's a really long bubble or a really slow hand-for-hand -hand or whatever, then there has to be a compensation for that later on. <laughs> like there has to be, if everybody gets really short, then there has to be a corresponding, like boom, 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 boom. people bust out, right? And we had like 50 bust outs in an hour after the bubble or something, right? So <laughs> if we get to the point where there's a bunch, like if we go through a couple levels now, like once we get through the first two levels, we're gonna be, the third level of today is gonna be 60K big blind. Like if we get to that point and you know we 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 have lost a bunch of players like there might be a bit of a phase where with i don't know 35 left or something like we might start to see the stacks deepen a little bit like it's it's hard to it's hard to really say but it's always the case that if one phase goes really quickly then it has to slow down later and if one phase goes really slow it has to like speed up later so it's it's there's always a compensation i, I think the, you kind of predict that yeah i think the uh the struggle is that because of ICM incentives, uh, it, it should continually push that phase backward. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it very well could be something where you actually see that phase play out at the final table. Yeah, Average stack might be like 18 blinds, that, that, 12 that's blinds. That's what like that. kind of does happen in a lot of these events that mm -hmm. you get that, that stage gets pushed back and back and back because everybody keeps folding and folding and folding. And, and it I, compounds and compounds. Right, and I remember watching the final table of the PSPC in 2019, and I remember they were very short. Yeah. So there were some, some ICM spots there. And uh, yeah, you certainly have to kind of have a, a good awareness of, of what the, the nature of those spots is ICM-wise. And it's also important not to like trick yourself into thinking that this, uh, a spot with high ICM is the same as a spot with a big pay jump because that's not necessarily the same thing. Like... Mm. People do this in the main event. They talk about how big the pay jumps are. But in proportion to the prize pool, the pay jumps in the main event are actually quite steep. And the main event is a very top-heavy event. And this event is relatively top-heavy as well because it had very, like, flat payouts at the beginning. And then it kind of ramps up quite a lot. You know, like, we've only got, like, the first, I think the first uh, six-figure payout is, like, 27th. Yeah. But there's four million for first you know so like it's actually a relatively top heavy structure so there's a lot of weird navigating that happens where you've got like some flat payouts and then you've got some really steep payouts so it, it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out and who's left there at the end are you excited to uh play a feature table i mean the assumption is if you if you if you're not starting at a feature table today and you last for any duration you're almost certain to be there yeah i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to it uh it's it's obviously a, an experience that you don't get very often especially in a uh, an environment like this i think i if you gave me the choice i would rather just not have to worry about it because sure. it's a, an extra set of considerations that you know it, it it just makes you more self-conscious like it it, give, it gives away information it, like there's all sorts of things there's all sorts of reasons why being on a feature table isn't necessarily what everybody wants but at the same time um it's it's a unique experience you know it's not something you get very often and i'm certainly coming into today with the attitude of 
Um, this is the kind of spot that may never happen again. Like, I might never go deep in this event again, even if I play it every year, you know? So I'm just going to try to enjoy today and, and see what happens. This is what dreams are made of, hon. I guess that's true, yeah. Like, this is literally what dreams are made of, you I know? that's true. And it's time for you to get it popping, baby. That's the plan. It's, it's fucking time. That's the plan. Let's what are it. they playing down to, final eight or final six? I don't do know, know, actually. Um, I think they usually do final six, because they did final six at PCA. I mm. thought it was final six, too, but yeah. I'm not sure. I would assume it's probably final six. At least okay. that's what, like, I came into today thinking it would probably be final yeah. six. But that's going to be a long day. Yeah, it will be. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for it. Good. Um, I have nothing else to ask you, so uh, I'm going to kind of turn attention to uh, a really feel-good story that came out of yesterday to wrap on. Uh, he's actually going to join us tomorrow morning, briefly. Yep. Uh, huge shout-out to Platinum Pass winner and uh, I should say, like, free-roll Platinum Pass winner, actually, uh, Glenn Cragen. We've actually already spoken about Glenn a few times. Uh, every morning when we walk in, he was like the first person who would greet us at the door. Uh, it turns out, and I didn't realize it because he was using his uh, online moniker, but he's actually in our Discord channel and was posting updates every single day. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Uh, that was great. I told him he should come say hi to you or me if he sees us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we actually saw him every day walking into the podcast. He would he would you know give us his update, and we were... You know, hopeful that he would mm -hmm. score. He ended up uh, laddering, cashed for 46k, but this was all on a stone free roll. Yeah, that's so he won his way into a 1k. From so the 1k, dope. won the platinum pass. From the platinum pass, made his way down to the final hundred or so, cashes for 46k. Obviously, a lifetime score for him. And Sarah had the pleasure of interviewing him yesterday. We got a little bit of a, a tidbit of what his plans I'm are moving overwhelmed, forward. Overwhelmed, uh, excited, like just pouring out excitement. Uh, this means to me that I probably will not be going back to road construction this summer. I'm going to go and try to grind the cash tables and the weekly tournaments in my local casino and try to make a go at it and make a living that way and just see what happens, man. He's living the moneymaker dream. He, he is. is. He's, he really he's, is. He's parlaying a free roll <laughs> into a score into a professional poker career. Yeah, and who knows what, who knows what happens from there, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk to him tomorrow. I mean, he's obviously just like over the moon and uh, I'm pumped to see somebody who is like a member of our community do so well and set himself up in a position where he could potentially do this semi-professionally, professionally, you know, whatever whatever he may choose to do. Uh, I'll, I'll probably give him a few bits of, of warning, I guess. Uh, this is <laughs> not for the faint advice, of heart. Well, this is just not for the faint of heart. I'm just going to yeah. show him my face. You know, hey buddy, <laughs> look here. And this could be forty k. Of course, we'll go really fast, oh. and that's like. Let me just. Okay, let's ask. Mm. When you come to a tournament like this, right? You expect. Yeah. Let's say you're going to spend ten days somewhere at a mm -hmm. tournament series. How much money do you expect you will lose? This Jeez. one's special. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's take the twenty five k. Let's just say. In, Standard tournament. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, I think it's, it's in, in general, you want to make sure that before you go to a series like that, you have a clear idea of what tournaments you're going to be playing and how many bullets you're going to allow yourself in each one, right? <laughs> so, like, you, 
<laughs> Everyone busting going to the registration line. What's up next? Right. So like you, you want to have a, a clear idea of like what percentage of your bankroll you're allocating to each sort of series that you're playing. And you also want to make sure that you don't make any assumptions or that in particular, the thing that I think is most important is that you don't want you don't want your future plans to be dependent on the result of a specific event. So you don't want to be like, if I cash this, then I'm going to play this. Or if I final table this, then I'm going to play that. Because then when you're in that first event, you're thinking about, I want to final table this so that I can play this or I can play that or whatever else. So you're making plans based on the outcome of the event that you're currently in. And that's just never, never going to be able to allow you to play your best. So I would just look at it as take an amount of money or spend an amount of money that if you were to not cash anything, you'd be completely cool with that money just being gone. And then you can plan for, you know, whatever the worst case scenario is. And then obviously the worst case scenario very rarely happens. So usually you're going to end up better off than that. But it's much better being in that position than it is where, you know, you come for like a big event and then you just say, okay, well, I'm going to take this amount of money and then... Uh, I'm going to cash a couple things and I'll have enough money left over for, for the main event. And then suddenly you just don't cash anything and you can't play the event that you went there for, you know? So like you, you just have to plan carefully, basically. I think that makes a lot just of sense. Just be rich. Yeah, being rich just is be nice. Rich. Be rich is be, also be helpful. Rich is yeah. Be rich. Nice. Know someone rich. No schedule. No, not, you know, it doesn't even matter how much money you bring. You just find it. It's fine. Yeah. Usually like 20K, probably 25K. That is true. I came here empty pockets. Wow, really? And you're yeah. broke. And I played 200, 400. <laughs> I played a 25k. I played a 10k. Well, yeah, but you know, you know everybody. You know every single person who's ever played poker. So that probably helps. I'm coming to realize that, uh, and I need to get a lot better at this. I do not know the Europeans. No. Like outside yeah. of the ones who actually come to America and play often. So there are like a lot of killers. What? That I'll just be hearing about for the first time. This is what happens when you refuse to travel outside America. Uh, listen, <laughs> the, the, my refusal is is not because I have no interest in culture or seeing these other geographical places. I do. My refusal is that I know myself very well and I'm a tag along type. So if I don't have someone interesting to travel with that will make me do things other than be in a casino, it'll look like this trip. I spent this entire trip at a table playing or at this desk. I've had yeah. so much fun this trip. I don't know about you. But um, it's been great. There's stuff outside to do. There's a beach. I'm going to the beach today. There's a lot of things to do. You know? I will be red tomorrow. <laughs> Are we going to Barcelona in August? I, I, I cannot make a commitment. I'm not that. talking to you. Hunt, are we going to Barcelona? I would love to go to Barcelona. Yeah. Hunt, All right, we're going to Barcelona in August. There. Okay, Spain but did you cool. come here, Conrad, we were talking before the show. Did you come here with like a certain amount of money that you're like, this is how much money I'm going to spend? So, or these are the tournaments I'm going to play? You're or, asking Conrad, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yes, kind of. Um, but my journey started in Florida. So, like, I brought like. Like every good my journey. journey started. <laughs> <laughs> so, I brought like 20, 25 to Florida or something like that. And, um, yeah, I was just kind of just playing it by ear and just going to move money around, and just figure it out. Um, so, really going by the hunt policy. You were <laughs> right. very, very hard. well prepared. Very, yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, well, I, this is what I did, you know. I looked at the schedule, and then I said, what's corners do I want to play? So then I took the schedule sheet, and I said, okay, I'm going to play these tournaments, as in all of them. And then, you know, I mm -hmm. added them up, and I was like, okay, so if, um, 
like 20, 25,000 should be okay. And at least, like, if you're going to Florida, you're still in the US, so you can just go to a bank and get money if you yeah, need to. Like, it's a lot it different when you're coming to a different country and you have to really figure out. Banks are the like, worst, man. Yeah. I, I mean, tried no to send banks. I like, tried to send a wire to here, uh, like, Friday prior to this, this week coming mm -hmm. up. And Bank of America just like closed my account. Well, what? Yeah, I have to like go to the. Uh, they they won't let me do anything. I can't send a Venmo until oh I go back God. to the states and walk in the office and say like, no, that was me in the Bahamas. Wow. Yeah, you're okay. a red flag type of guy. That's why you got stopped in the airport and uh -huh. stuff like that. You know, Connie. It's they, that they sweater, like, dude. <laughs> you got stopped in the airport. Yeah. yeah I guess apparently, the airport. Uh, apparently, my passport was reported as lost or stolen. Red flag, Berkey. But huh. it, you know, I have it. Yeah, <laughs> it was your Super bank, weird. dude. Your Probably. bank was like, "This guy's sketchy." Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> your bank just contacted the authorities and were like, "Something weird is going on. Cancel yeah. his passports." <laughs> so like, this guy doesn't him. travel. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody kidnapped this man. <laughs> what about you, Berkey? How did you plan your? I didn't. I, I literally took ten thousand dollars to Florida, and I ended up playing the main event five times, which cost me seventeen thousand, fourteen thousand. What's 35 times 5? Help me out here. Yeah, 17 right first time. Yeah, so somehow I, I was already 7,500 in debt by the time I had left Florida. And I came here and I played... Uh, I, I needed 50k for cash, 25k for a tournament, 10k for a tournament. I, I don't know how I played everything. You know why? Because it's sunny outside in the Bahamas. It's 83 degrees. Beautiful weather. Where's this going? And everybody has money, so it's okay. How often do, do you pay with cash? Like, how often are poker players paying into ten thousand dollar tournaments or twenty five thousand dollar tournaments with cash? Does anyone do? I mean, I've Personally, seen a lot of it at the WSOP. I would but say a lot, uh, uh, yeah. almost exclusively. Yeah. Like yeah. that's why this trip was so hard. Yeah, because I can't just can't bring the money. bring cash with me. Yeah. Uh, and moving crypto isn't as as easy as it, like here. It's not that easy because in order to exchange it for cash. Or, uh, or, or, sorry, in order to like sell it and get cash or a wire, mm -hmm. somebody had to have wired. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like we're all running into the same issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, the international trips are, are a super headache. So this is also why I don't, uh, yeah, go that's to totally fair. I mean, not for nothing. This is actually really smooth for me. I planned a weekend ahead, you know, I wired are money weird like too. a normal like, person. Casinos are weird. I was like, can I get like a cashier's check or a traveler's check or something like that? And they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> we will never take that. Why wow. is that really? though? I think because of the money them? laundering aspects. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. But it, it, it is kind of weird. It's like, well. But the banks are like the biggest money launderers. Of course. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what's going on? They're like, they actually, like they're not. yeah, they're like, actually, we just really want you to pay a $30 wire fee okay like <laughs> yeah. that's the only way this is gonna be acceptable 40 for who the wire it's 30 i paid 40. oh Fuck. you got ripped off you're on the wrong bank i'm calling chase i paid 45 i'm definitely in the oh my yeah. god yeah. where is your bank <laughs> wells fargo oh, oh. everybody stay away from wells fargo that was yeah. my first bank in in vegas they closed my account real fast wow yeah. okay. like a year <laughs> yikes all right this is like i didn't realize that this was a, a thing oh yeah like a lot of banks won't do business with gamblers because it's an all-cash business, so it's like uh, there's extra red tape. you got to jump through hoops. It's, it's annoying. Well, I mean, it's annoying for us. For them, you know, it's probably just like less profitable. Yeah, of course. Or, I might be saved scrutiny. on account of having a joint account with my wife. Yeah. Mm. They might just be like, one of them is a poker player, but the other one's not. So I, kind of <laughs> I mean, I've been with Bank of America for oh, 14 years. 
Uh, and this is the first issue I've run into. Oh, but bad. I have a feel. I have a very strong suspicion that I'm gonna walk in and they're either gonna tell me like my account's closed, here's your money back, <laughs> or it's gonna be like this long interrogation where I have to fill out a ton of paperwork. Mm -hmm. All because which one just... are you hoping for? I mean, it has to be one or the other. Whichever which one, one you... cost me less time. Okay. To be quite <laughs> that's honest, there are other banks. I, I don't give that much of a shit. Um, but that's gonna do it for us today. We're gonna get out of here. Let Hunt go out there and make us all rich, baby. That's the plan. Let's Congratulations go. on oh, your final day. Actually, uh, there's one one more thing I need to address on air. I have to get this on the record before before we go. Uh, am I gonna lose you as our head of content if you win? Wow. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> okay. Not, I just we just talked the other day about how I need to keep coaching because otherwise I'll be shit at poker after a while. What the fuck are you poker for? You're gonna be rich? You're not gonna be that rich. This guy is I don't so have all of myself. fucking humble. No, I understand, but like, you know, a million plus, that's rich. Yeah, but, you know, we'll just we're from we'll cross, that, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Alright, all right, fine. Let's we're go we're trying to get an on-air commitment. We literally talked about it for like the last 12 hours. <laughs> I was like, I really want him to win, but this is gonna be a problem. Uh, no, you're fine. I'm All good. right, give me at least till the World Series. You might have to pay me more, but that, otherwise. That, yeah, wow. that's fine. Already. You're gonna pay him with the money he paid you. No, you see what he did. You see what he did. He just he just he just threw it back on me. It's yeah. like, okay, well, if you're gonna put me in the corner, then exactly. you're gonna owe me exactly. more money. I respect that a lot. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow for the final episode from PCA Bahamas. Uh, I'm going to be sweating hunt. Uh, obviously, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this off air. But if you want me to follow along. Happy to do it. I'll have phone sure. in hand all day long on the beach because I'm getting <laughs> fucking burnt today. Right. Uh, that's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. East Coast. We'll see you then. Later. Deuces.